Farewell, babies. Boys? Hey, Rich. Oh, the next God. image. This fucking, I already hate this guy. <laughs> you really don't like the, uh, you know what he's trying to do here. He's do, everything that is a part of Ray's life is trying to get back to Penn's poor pup. He just tries to give himself the, <laughs> the dark feel with some neon lights. And uh, Dude, it's just, just some... I, I need a bunch of cigarette Newports just blazing <laughs> in the background. Newports you know, and fireball really, shots. It's and really just put me into a mental block, man. I just almost couldn't make this show. You know, my it just flared up my calf injury all of a sudden. It's been hurting me all day, and it's just uh, it's just been this mentally challenging dealing with Ray all the time. And I just, you know, sometimes. Oh, I got it. It's a Ben Simmons. You see what he's doing here? You. He's actually acting. Uh, you know, he's actually participating in the show. He's bringing a, a productive a production. Oh, it's because he's drinking. <laughs> he's drinking undocumented liquor. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good for any of us tonight. No, we got two shows to get to. What, what do you say we uh, quickly get to the opening <laughs> takes? Uh, Bill, you want to start us off? How's your calf? Oh, it feels great. Uh, enough to play basketball. Speaking of not playing basketball, Ben Simmons um, set out game four. And I'm going to tell you right now, the, this is the worst excuse I've ever heard that he was still uh, a mentally challenged. What was it? Mentally tough from last year. Did you say mentally I almost challenged? Said that I almost, well, yes, he is. He's retarded. He's a hundred percent. He's a hundred percent. No, but seriously, like now you're blaming. Oh, like you can't get over the, your playoff loss last year. And now you think mentally that's flaring up your back injury no this is what's flaring up your back injury the fact that you're down three fucking nothing you you were rumored and said you wanted to play game three didn't happen you were guaranteed to play game four and then what happened the something's won on saturday night and all of a sudden my back hurts no you're fucking full of shit it's all a ploy and a play to get 19 million dollars out of the sixers i thought he was going to play but nope this just proves that it's all a money grab this guy using mental health and all this other bullshit from last year last year i wanted him to play i wanted him to get swept he would have been the only player in nba history to finish his last two playoff appearances ended in sweeps not appearances games <laughs> that's never in happened the last two games and the end of a series an elimination yeah, I think we've documented Ben Simmons a lot, and we will certainly do so more on this show. And I, Ray, I thought for sure uh, when Bill said, "You know what flared up your back?" I, I mean, I would have bet my house on pussy and that that he was going with pussy. No, he went with the Celtics. He's, so. he's more mature today. He's no, more it's mature, that undocumented you know? liquor. Yeah, he gets yeah, his yeah, brain yeah. firing on different <laughs> on different synopsises. Uh, Ray, why don't you uh, kick it off with? Uh, sorry, come uh, up next here with your opening take. Uh, mine will be on the Patriots draft. Uh, we record this on Wednesday, so tomorrow's the draft. P Patriots pick 21st, which we all know as Patriots fans will not happen. Bill Belichick will trade out and get an amount of picks in the second and third round because he likes the 30 to 60 players because they are great this year. So hopefully they can uh, make a home run this year because if they don't, uh, I don't think Kraft's going to be spending $250 million again next year for a uh, lack of draft compensation that we're going to get. So better uh, hit a homer there, Billy boy. Did you say he will get an amount of picks and rounds? I was going to say three? something else. Yeah, I was going to say something else. But Way to really say I'm stupid. Really, really drill in on that, right? No, he will get an amount Bill, of Bill, picks. We know I'm stupid. <laughs> I'll bring it back to uh, basketball and the Celtics sweep of the Nets. Uh, the closest margin of victory in a sweep in the last 50 years uh, for the Celtics Was in the 16 NBA points, right? 18, total or so? 18, yeah, 18 points total. And uh, look, I watched a lot of national stuff. I texted you guys this. 
uh, the other day I was at home and sick and stuff and, uh, you know, watching the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, a lot of attention put on the nets and uh, deservingly. So Kyrie Irving and KD underachieving, not enough credit has been given to the Celtics team. We forget that this Celtics team was in the Eastern conference finals in the bubble. And that we thought they underachieved then they had such a shitty 2021 season that we think they're overachieving now. Nay, nay, nay. They're good. They're very good. They proved they're very good, and they've taken even a step further this year. Um, it's it's uh, NBA Finals are bust for me. This team should be making uh, making strides to the finals and pushing to win it this year. So bye bye Kyrie, bye bye KD. Uh, you got what? And it, it, look, whether they're a dumpster fire or not, a sweep is a sweep. They're the only team that got swept. The Celtics are the only team to sweep anybody, and the Nets were not a rollover. Let's let you know, eighteen points is eighteen points. That was the differential in four games. Good for game the Celtics. Yeah, and game four they threw everything in the fourth quarter at them. Everything. Yeah, you finally and got KD. Actually, the whole, even the whole game, and I think I texted you guys every time they got to one. Celtics went on a nine zero run, got it back double digits, got down to two, went on a run again. Every and even in the fourth quarter, they got down as little as two, little as one, I believe, and then yep. boom. Next thing you know, it's right back up to six. It's like they just they found that extra will in that game, and uh, it's good. The Nets it's good. looked so like hard. the Nets looked like who the Celtics were these previous years, and we were asking, could they get over that hump? Right? It's like every time they would make a push in a big game, the other team would make a big bucket. Now the Celtics are the team doing that to to other teams. So let's see if they can keep it up. Most likely, you're going to see the Bucks on uh, Sunday. We'll see what they do against the Bulls. We were, NBA we're tried to Wednesday. get it. NBA tried to get it back to Boston. Scott Foster, thank you very much. <laughs> we can talk having. about that. I'm a, a little mixed on that, but we can certainly touch on it. We'll be doing the uh, Patriots draft stuff. We'll be doing uh, a little Red Sox talk, a little Red Sox bashing, a little more of that on uh, next Tuesday's edition if you want to tune in to some real Red Sox hate. Um, we got Jack Simone of the CLNL, CLNS Media coming on to talk some Celtics. Bruins pretty much locked in their uh, first-round matchup, Carolina Ooh, Hurricanes. They look good. They look real good. Yeah, the Panthers, they've locked everything up too. I don't know if they were playing know, in that game. But we'll still see. healthy. It's, you know. There's no layups in the East for uh, for for hockey for the NHL. So we'll no see butthole that tattoo for me either because the Bruins are out in the first round. Ooh, prediction Ooh. there. All right, we'll get to that. Uh, and of course, simplest minds of the week. We got a, a couple candidates for that one. So, welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show. Friday, we rewind April 29th. close to 22nd uh too many i knew it wasn't i knew it wasn't <laughs> uh if you're looking to uh, lose some dates head on down to white birch brewing the best craft brewing in new hampshire nashua new hampshire ray address please 460 amherst street the good side of amherst street head on down to the brewery get yourself a flight get yourself a pint get yourself the uh, dr vittles flight of pints and uh drive responsibly call uber ray uh, get home safe. Uh, if you can't get down to the brewery, then certainly get at your local beer store. Wherever you get it, tell me Simple Minds Boys sent you White Birch Brewing. All right, Ray, uh, we're going to start Patriots here. This is released, uh, recorded on Wednesday, released on Friday. So we have had uh, the first round of the NFL draft. So instead, you know, obviously predictions don't matter here. It already happened. So I'm going to get trade in. Next subject. <laughs> <laughs> 
the pitcher straight out of the first round. Next, what are we talking? Red Sox now? <laughs> Let me give you some what ifs. Uh, if, if that were not to happen, let's start there then. Fine, fine. If and when the Patriots trade out of this first round, 21st overall pick, uh, Ray, I'll go to you first. This is this was your opening take. Um, number one, are you pissed? And number two, out of those quote unquote amount of second and third round picks, what do you want them to see? What do you want them to tackle? Um, and I would assume that it's focused on some specific targets here. So uh, are you pissed and what do you want them to do? I'll be pissed, but because if you can get two second round picks, that'd be nice. And uh, you need linebacker. Help hey, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but good job uh, finding the number for that. So Thank we're, we're going to put that on two. Good. Two. Yeah. So if you can get two second round picks, I would like you to uh, go after linebacker and cornerback because I think that's the weakest part of your defense. And Bill, I know can't draft cornerbacks from our last talk we had. So to please don't. I'm glad shoot you me. learned that. I'm glad. You know what? This is not just a fun exercise and a good time for friends to get together. <laughs> Ray's learning things, Bill. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. Hey, Ray. Um, can you name five impact players the Patriots have drafted in? the second round in the last 20 don't years. try to do that he off can't the top even of your come head. up with a number yes of i can oh, richard please right please, go back on. to your original thought here before no I no please I'll, I'll go to five uh bill here we go ready are you your mother's fat ugly pussy there you go five so fun fact i feel like bill drafts the worst in the second round so why the fuck are we going to let him stock second round picks it's notoriously bad for him he has missed more times all right gronk light volmer Barmore, I mean, name another one. Jarvis Green, maybe I think came in the second round, and that's about it for impact guys Gronk in the second round. round. Was he? Who? Wasn't Gronk a first round pick? Gronk was second. the second round they traded up for, but they, for amount of guys they hit on the first round, double it for misses, right? I mean, in the second round, double it for misses. Don't don't trade out of this pick. I hope they don't. All I right, know so hope, let's go to the play. third round then. Let's just go <laughs> dump it all in the third round for them. Then. How many picks have they got in the third round, Rick? An amount? A one. Okay. They traded what the other one for Devante, or was that last year for next year? That's next remember. year's. I was next just time. seeing if Ray could lock down another number that he would have on the amount of picks that he was hoping for, but nope. Uh, we're gonna stick with one. One. We're going one. Uh, so Bill, let me uh, uh, let me take it as you're pissed. They're trading back. They have traded back out of this first round. Um, if that's the case, and they got a couple picks here, what what do they need to tackle? Is Ray right? You are you sticking f- firmly on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, defense. I mean, I think you can find offensive linemen in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. I mean, Bill's done it before. I mean, so I think, yeah, you need speed. You need speed and you need it younger on linebackers. You need to get guys that aren't injury prone. The Josh Uche's of the world, the Anthony Jennings of the world, can't they can't stay healthy. You need guys that are going to come in and can play, be impact players. And, yeah, defense, the f- linebackers, and I'm staying away from cornerback. Honest to God, do, go with what you have draft corners later in the draft. I I just think I don't trust him drafting cornerbacks early in the fir- early in the first second round. You know, I think linebackers, defensive linemen, I think he he's usually pretty solid when it comes to those guys. I I'm 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 leaning to that and get guys that could fucking cover and get guys that have got speed. Front seven is where you got to go. You got to get younger there. Leave cornerback till later in the draft. Unless yeah, you get the, unless you move up and get a stud. 
if you get the top two quarterbacks in the draft, that's one thing. You're not going to. They're not going to fall to you. The LSU kid and the Washington kid, I think. Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati kids. They're not going to be there. So at that point, I mean, that's your biggest need. You can stock up third, fourth guy. I think third, fourth round guys. You've seen the Ellis Hobbs of the world. You've seen the fucking Asante Samuels of the world. You've seen all those guys come out of the third, fourth, or Logan Ryan. You know, I mean, so you can you could do okay there. So just it is true. Front that, seven. I mean, Bill treats that second round like his honeypot for fucking value. Like even Gronk came out huge back injury they concerns. That's why he dropped. Barmore had um, uh, off the field concerns for whatever that was. Like all these guys that he drafted in there have either been injured or a reason they dropped to the second round and he sees the value. But Bill's right. There's been so many busts because of that in the second round. Or I guess Kyle, like Kyle Duggar out of a, like probably would have slipped to the sixth round, but Belichick has to be smarter than everybody and go up there and pick him in the yeah, second. Yeah, but that one's hit. But you're talking it's hit, Jordan, but there's no the reason. Jordan to fucking Richards is the world. Tavon Wilson. Remember Tavon Wilson was a second mm-hmm. round pick? You know, stupid and, shit. and he shouldn't even have been drafted. So it's the way he does it and to maneuvering. You've seen the guys, Gronk, Chad Jackson, he moved up for. He fucking missed. Gronk, he moved up for. Barmore, he moved up for. I mean, you know, he uses it like he moves back and then, to get that extra pick, he moves up, but I mean, it's hit or miss. He's yeah. three times, maybe. I mean, geez, come on. I don't mind the maneuvering. Like you get to a mind spot, it, but, but like identify a better player. Just be better Joe at John, identifying. Joe John Williams, you moved up in the second round to get, and he's not even going to make the team this year. Let me give you another what if. What if they do select twenty one? What position are you okay with them taking at twenty one, Bill? Linebacker, defensive lineman, preferably linebacker. I need How a about guy left could... tackle. We've already gone over linebacker and defensive lineman. That's that's the key need. I think we're we are all somewhat in agreement. Ray would throw a cornerback in there. How about left tackle at twenty one? Stud left tackle. I don't know. Name him. The he drops for some reason and he's sitting there. I guess. I mean, that's obviously a need, but I just don't want a left tackle at twenty one. I just think you have bigger needs on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I mean, a Mac Jones is going to get rid of the ball pretty quickly. I think they're going to design, still design that same offense and get get it out of his hand quickly. The defense, I just think that's it. I, I, I it's not a sexy pick to go offensive line. You know, you you did you did that the four years ago with um, win right. You went he went twenty three. You're right. Yeah. So it's the Solver same thing. Was in he, that same range, like. You get a left tackle in the t- early twenties; they're going to be good. What, to Solder went good. Like, they're not going to be great. I thought Solder went in the teens. He went like eighteen or, or something. What about eighteen, twenty-one? Go early. He went. In this, Volmer went in the second round. He wasn't second invited to Con Brown. Matt Light. But you understand was a what I'm saying? Pick, that like yeah. the difference in the L uh, on, of the elite level of a left tackle in that top ten, top fifteen, even even you know Solder went seventeen. I think you're right. Past that, like you're getting a Nate Solder or an Isaiah Wynn. Before that, you're getting a Tony Baselli, right? So, like the difference in those players, it's not worth the 21st pick. I agree with you. I need I need more playmaking ability out of 21. Or then if you if that's not there, then I'm okay with them trading back, honestly, and finding well, the, it in the second and third round in a undisclosed amount of picks. And the Patriots track well, record of offensive linemen in the later rounds. I mean, going back to Dan Copen and and Matt Light, all these guys in the later rounds. I know Light was a second round pick, but you you had some studs later. The only in the thing I'll push back on that, I hear a lot of people saying that Dante Scarnecchia had a lot to do. Yeah, with I know. The Dan Copas and those guys of the world coming through, and the coaching staff in general was just stacked in those days when they were bringing guys out of the woodwork and making them. You don't have faith in Patricia. You don't have. Can I ask you a question? Let me give you one more what if because we got to move on to the Red Sox. Um, if they trade up, give me one position you want them to trade up for, Ray. Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Agreed. I'm wide receiver. Bill? 
Uh, I'm going to surprise you, but I'm going one of the top cornerbacks. I think fucking that's one. Cunt. Of... You're such a cunt. You're such a fucking cunt. God, I fucking hate Bill. I okay. hate Bill. The Quick way. break. We'll be right back with some Red Sox talk. <laughs> Fucking criticizes me all goddamn week. You can't take a cornerback. He can't pick a quarterback first round. Fucking Bill. Yeah, straight up, get a quarterback. You fucking. No, I said if you as long as you can get one of the top two guys out there, if they're gonna fall to twenty one, awesome, take them. But I mean, Rich just said if you can move up, right? That was the. Yeah, that was the, the parameters. If, I got it. Yeah. If we can move up and target one position at that point, I wide receiver and. Eh, I go a quarterback. You need a shutdown guy. And if you yeah. get the shutdown guy at LSU, we play in the SEC. I like SEC cornerbacks. I like defensive backs out of that, that conference. Uh, okay. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> Ray's hot. Bill's feeling good. Uh, let's see if we can temper that a little bit. Uh, Bill, what is wrong with your Red Sox? Let me answer the question. Pitching, delivery, pitching, man. pitching. And you can go anywhere else from there. Kind of everything else is wrong. I never hear those under the comment. Uh, because uh, can I'm you talking. go to Ray real quick? I'm going to try to order a drink. <laughs> you have a waitress. About to find out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ray, baseball guy, Ray. Uh, yes, what's, ro- what's wrong with the Red Sox? Four straight losses. Now this, we're recording this on Wednesday. Baseball plays every day. So they got no fucking seven more games before this is released. Or uh, no, this is Friday. Sorry. I got my shows mixed up. So, They've played uh, two more games. Let's assume they've lost. They them lost. Both, both and they've them. lost yep. six straight. Uh, yep. And the bullpen lost two more. They've blown three out of four games between Toronto and Tampa Bay. Oh, by the way, they're in your division. Um, I don't know. Just look. They look like a losing team right now. What do you want to? What do you want to pin it on? You feel free to go down the email if you want. No, no, no. Uh, you guys are obviously going to go pitching. I'm going to go hitting. I mean, last year we said if those bats go quiet, it's going to be a bad. Uh, experience for these Red Sox and they bats have gone quiet. I think there's only two players right now hitting over 300, which is Xander and Alex Verdugo, but I don't think Alex Verdugo has played every game. So the bats have gone quiet. Uh, he has played every game. Thanks, Bill, for that stupid just fucking face. Yep. Thank you. About, yeah. Yeah. He's so, been... uh, but yeah, other than that, everyone's been pretty quiet. So yeah, I mean, the bats need to wake up in order for this team to start getting into it and not having to rely on the bullpen so much. Um... I just go before you go, Bill. The reason why I go pitching here is because they will hit. They will hit. Bill said it a lot. Uh, in the early parts of the season, you need to rely on pitching because bats don't come around for a little bit when things start to heat up. And you look at that lineup and you have guys that have done it throughout their career that are veterans that you know are going to hit. Some of them at the top of at the top of the MLB. So I look at that pitching staff and I look at the bullpen. I don't even know half the names, first of all, and the other half kind of make me want to throw up. And you've you've just hmm. seen it here. The guys that they bring in, like, do you have any faith that they're going to get it, get the job done? And does the team have any faith that they're going to get the job done? They're not playing like it. The only faith I had is in the starting rotation, and they don't know if that's going to go forward at Garrett Whitlock. You know, that's what, that's what I've been saying. you got to figure out his role. And now you're dangling them. We don't know if we're going to keep starting them. You started them Saturday, but it just shows that this week alone is his biggest value is in the bullpen. Can I remind you of the quote after week one, series number one, that we went one and two to the Yankees, quote unquote, 
WEI, quote unquote, we have the best bullpen in Major League Baseball. Fast forward 12 games, and where are we now? The bullpen just lost every single game in this series. Mind you, a <laughs> one grand slam, uh, everything. After seven innings, and I want to question the reason why Nathan Avaldi got pulled out the other night after 72 pitches in seven innings. I thought that was a travesty, and he was cruising. He had 40 pitches through four innings, cruising. You so think, uh, sorry to interrupt you, I'll get, let you go back to it, but do you think if Cora is uh, there, Nathan Navaldi gets pulled there? Yep. Yeah, it's just the nerds. I do. I just think Fucking it's a, nerds. It's not if it's September, not if can it's I, September I, or something, right? I mean, Cora has enough string to leave him in there in a bigger game. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, I'll, I'll case in point, Walker Bueller just, the other night just threw his first complete game. Walker Bueller is one of the best pitchers in baseball and deserves to go long. You've seen Dave Roberts say in multiple games he saw it last year. Why is Corey Neville starting game one? Oh, I lost that decision. That's completely an utterly front office decisions, and this is the way it goes. I'm, I've always hoped that Alex Cora had that pull, and let's see. I think in April, you know, you you, you want to question it, but I understand why it's still. But in that point, you're 72 pitches. 72 he, pitches. 72 like, pitches. It's not like it's 100 pitches. Like, in that point, you know your bullpen sucks. And who you know, did they bring in? They brought in the, uh, the Strom key. came in. Strom is that his name? Strom. Strom. He came in. Dabak had a <clears throat> bad error. I, it was a Strom got it, flipped it to him, hit him in the chest. Dabak dropped it. Next thing you know, they brought him out. Tyler Danish came in, gave up a Danish. Slam. Yeah, the kid that no one's heard of, the da- old Danish boy that just came up from out of nowhere. They throw him into a game, and Evaldi just could have went nine, and you could have cruised in that thing and won it. They don't, Bill. They don't seem like a team. They feel fragile. They seem, they feel weak, like Ben Simmons level weak, just mentally not in it, not in it, not looking to play, not looking to compete, not looking to win. I mean, there are some guys, the Evaldi's of the world are always going to go out there and throw, but you know, and Bogarts has had a decent start, but it just seems flat. It seems like they're not ready to compete. Yeah. And that's a shame. And like I said, with Whitlock, you, you kind of just seeing his value. You know, you, you probably, instead of starting him on Saturday, you probably got him in a couple games. You know, he went four innings on Saturday. Look, was money. You know, I think he had one hit. You know, he was if you're gonna, on. Sorry you to keep f- interrupt you. If you're going to start him and only pitch go. four innings, then keep him in the bullpen. Like, yeah, you would think that these, that these brainwashed nerds in the way that they've looked at baseball and the way that they've handled bullpens, would understand his value in that role and what four innings means six through nine, seven through nine, as opposed to one through four. Like, what are you, what are you even doing? Daniel Bard ever heard of him? You're going to fucking Daniel Bard, this kid He's going to give him a mentally shake this kid out of the, uh, out of the earth and destroy his mental game. What a good comeback for him. He's he's closing games for Colorado, but yeah, yeah, but the Sox almost destroyed him. Closer, bullpen, starter. starter. Well, they made him a starter, and that's what did it. He got the yips anyways. But anyways, but yeah, Whitlock, you see his value now, right? So, I mean, you got to figure it out. You have starter reinforcements coming with Chris Hill, and you have um, James Paxton coming up in probably the all-star break for both, I would say. I don't I don't expect Chris, uh, Chris Hill back before July. So, I mean, you're looking to have all-star break for them, and uh, at that point, you have nobody where you – you have no one in your bullpen where you, need a, where you need a big out to come in and get a big out, and that's Whitlock, and that's who you need. Yep. Yep. I agree with you. Get your drink there, Bill. Uh, before that, don't worry. She's not on camera. It's it's just me. Yeah. And where's, the, and, uh, where's the tip? He'll give it to her later. Thanks, babe. Just the tip. Uh, uh, speaking of just the tips, let's slow it on over to uh, 
just trying to kill me. <laughs> that didn't get on camera. That look <laughs> did not get on camera. That's okay. Left the, the bottle. There you go. Uh, let's throw it on over to headlines with the obvious one. Uh, thank you there, Richard. Uh, let me find the headlines. There we go. <clears throat> the Celtics completed the sweep of the Brooklyn Nets on Monday. Kyrie Irving was promoted himself to general manager, co-owner, before telling a stranger to suck his dick on a pilgrimage to Whole Foods. The Celtics will, by all counts, be taking on the defending champs of Milwaukee Bucks in the second round. Yes, if it's in the headlines, it's true, Bill. Game one of that series will be held in Boston on Sunday at 1 p.m. The Bruins got a 4-2 win against Florida on Tuesday to all but sure up a first-round matchup with the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes hold a 12,000-4 goal differential against the Bruins this season. The Bruins are confident. The Red Sox suck, and Racer Domus says Bill Belichick traded out of the first round, giving New England collective blue balls and an amount of second and third round picks. This has been headlines with the obvious one. Back to you, Richard. Thank you, Rim. Told you I ordered a drink. You know, it came. It wasn't prompt, but it came. Did you get my text there, Richard? Uh, All right. Running a little late. All right. Well, he shows up when he shows up. Uh, Let's throw it. Let's uh, do a little Celtics. A little Celtics talk. Uh, Obviously, uh, they sweep the Nets on Monday. Uh, Closest point differential in the NBA in the last 50 years. As I said in the opening, 18 points. I don't know who... This was going to be a question for Jack, but he's not here. So I'll throw it over to you and see if he wants to pick up on it. I mentioned this in the opening take that the national, you know, they're all pinning this on the nets underachieving, but do you think it was more Celtics Raymond or do you blame Kyrie and KD and Steve Nash and their debacle of a dumpster fire for the, uh, you know, the failure or was it more Celtics putting the pressure on them? Uh, the Celtics are probably playing some of the best defense that I've seen in a very long time. Would you and- say since the 2004 Pistons? I, I, I kind of want to go there. I kind of want to go there. Did Tayshawn Prince and Rip Hamilton have um, defensive player of the year votes in that year? I'm pretty sure one of them. Tayshaun uh, Prince. No, it was Ben Wallace, you dumb ben, fuck. Oh, Ben Wallace. Dude, I forgot <laughs> ben about Wallace. I forgot yeah, about he ben Wallace. He, he might have got defensive player of the year, but I he mean, he might have got a couple folks. And but to your credit, right? I have heard more than one person say this is the best defense they've ever seen. Now they're all Boston media green team bobos. When I heard when I heard Felger and Mass talk about this, my eighth grade erection almost started to bloom. Who's the guy I was with like, half yeah, a face? Who's the guy Let's with go. half a face on um it's Forsberg? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> old two-face like like old, old two-face in the you know, this is what do. i'm pretty sure that's a birth <laughs> defect we might have to beep the whole thing um anyway right back no you're not <laughs> back to you no i think it's the great defense i mean yeah steve nash just he's not a head he's a head coach but he's still having rookie problems with all these uh egos on his team you could tell down the stretch, he should have called timeout a few times in the fourth quarter. Just let the guys keep playing. You know, you got to have a better coaching when you're in the playoffs like that. But this defense is just incredible right now. Marcus Smart was all over uh, Kyrie Irving. Tatum 46 was six points over the last three games for uh, Kyrie Irving when guarded by Marcus Smart. Thanks, Bill. And uh, I think Tatum did a great job on KD. So 
all, all in all, I think it's a great defense by the Boston Celtics. One that you haven't seen since 2004. Bill, is this the dumpster fire uh, at its peak blaze, or do you give the Celtics credit for um, you know, igniting the fire a little bit more? I give the Celtics credit for igniting the fire even more. I, I thought you too, you saw two superstar performances out of Jalen Brown, who I actually thought was the most consistent and best player in the series. And then you saw Jason Tatum do Jason Tatum things. I mean, those are, we talked about winning big series. I know it's a first round, but the Nets are no joke. I know it's a dumpster fire over there, but you still have two top 15 players in the world, including the best player in the world. And you completely shut him down by deep defensive looks he had his he he was a typical kd game in game seven but your defense completely and utterly shut him down it it gives you the celtics more credit i i, I thought you were going to beat him i didn't think you were going to sweep going to sweep him i thought i thought it sent the message and and we and we questioned in in brooklyn also not brooklyn but milwaukee kind of did the same thing same thing they avoided brooklyn no one wanted to play brooklyn and the celtics said fuck that we wanted we wanted the second seed we all questioned it did you did you want to lose but you know what? You went in and just swept them. They're still a legit team. I, I just don't think Steve Nash, it's all on Steve Nash. You you won because you have the coaching advantage. Steve Nash is a rookie coach. I know you have two rookie coaches in there, but you have a Steve Nash just did not know what to do. They didn't, they didn't switch up anything. Their big move was Blake Griffin, who I thought in game three and game four, especially game four was instrumental in, in drawing fouls and big threes. So, I mean, that was their big change, but that was it. They couldn't, oh, they couldn't, they couldn't match. They, they couldn't match the Celtics where you wanted Kevin Durant to do Kevin Durant things, but they, they couldn't do it. They couldn't, the Celtics will to win, I think had a lot to do with it. Maybe a lot of disrespect and a lot of, a lot of shit from last year, but that was it. They gave, they mill the Brooklyn gave their best fight in, in game four and, and they just couldn't do it. And like I said, we'd said it in the opening takes, they put their foot on their throat every single time Brooklyn got close on their home court game three and game four, every single time they made a little run, the Celtics clamped down. And the next thing, you know, Brooklyn couldn't make a stop. It was all on the Celtics. I mean, this says more about the Celtics in my book. Cause I knew what Brooklyn was. They, you know what I mean? If they caught fire, Bill, Bill, they, Bill, they were take, take, take a breath. Uh, why didn't they put LaMarcus Aldridge in there? That's what heart's I, going to explode. But still, just give him a couple minutes each each game. He's on the roster. He's on the bench. He's suited up. Give a different look to the Celtics. I mean, put LaMarcus Aldridge in, who was once uh, in his heyday was an all-star. He was a great player. I mean, he could have done some different things against Al Horford, I think. And why isn't uh, and the biggest question mark right now? And I'm sorry to interrupt real quick, but Andre Drummond played the first four minutes of the game, game what, three or game four, and you never saw him again. That's a big, that's a big, like why he, he Look, was owning the, the Celtics. The position you're talking about, uh, the Claxton kid who missed 10 free throws in a row record, um, NBA record, NBA record beat Shaq's. That being said, he did his job. He was the only guy rebounding for him. He was scoring buckets, um, around the rim. He was, he was delivering. Obviously he just couldn't shoot, uh, at the free throw line. So if you want to take him out for a, a fucking, uh, a guy in, LaMarcus Aldridge, you can't move like defensively. He's he retired from a fat heart. It's not that uh, people are getting on uh, Steve Nash. Um, I guess rightfully so. It looked like he did nothing, but guess what? When you have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, who said when you were hired, we don't need a coach. That's your job. That's it. Either, your job apparently. is to not do anything because Kyrie Irving's on your fucking team. Like you're going to, it's one way or the other. Like the Nets our organization gave Kyrie Irving the the leeway to be the raging fucking lunatic asshole that he is. And 
Steve Nash had to deal with it because Kevin Durant enabled it. And that's the team that you got. That being said, they still shot 42% from three. They shot 50% from the field. The Celtics defense did a number on frustrating Kevin Durant. And and that all trickled down to the rest of their team, not being able to really pick up the slack. But it's not just their defense. Bill's right. The Celtics are just a better team. They had the will to win. And every time they needed a bucket offensively, they 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 got got one. Either from Jalen or from Jason or, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. We asked to trade Marcus Smart for a year and a half, but Marcus Smart. So their big three came up. Big. Huge. Uh, Just so you, everyone knows and the listeners know, it was Bill that wanted Marcus Smart to trade. Uh, Rich and I were all aboard. Of no, no, no. Smart. I was on the trade Marcus Smart. I might have been the first guy on the trade Marcus Smart trade. After Bill well, and I after said. After we said we, they were captain. After <laughs> he was the, after the Toronto series in the bubble where we named him captain. And then yep. at the Heat series, we wanted him traded. Hey, yep. take police. We're allowed to we're allowed to take that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, oh, we're yeah, only course, semi-professional. We also said we wanted to trade Robert Williams, and that, that's looking day by day. Uh, no, 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 I'll still trade Robert Williams. Tell me who's coming back. Tell me who's coming back. Cat. Oh, he ain't leaving now with Anthony Edwards. They got a they got a um they got a docking. I take my cat back. I take there. my cat take back too from the text chain. That no, 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 no. He's no, so no. quiet. He's so oh, quiet. Oh, we're, he in, sucks. we're in Minnesota now. He sucks. Hey, uh, I'll give you now. something that it's not on the email here uh that we don't have to talk to Jack about. How about that? Uh oh shit. Sorry, I just forgot the ref's name. What did you think of Foster? Scott Foster, the uh, extender as uh, Big Joe Murray on 98.5 called him. Great nickname, by the way. I don't know if he came up with it, but he called him the extender. Um, what did you th- look? The first half of that game, Seth Curry had three fouls in the first two minutes. I think they yeah. were calling bad fouls on the Nets left and right. And I was like, all right, maybe the fix is in for the Celtics to fucking end this thing. But then you saw it trickle down to Tatum. He had three. Those last three fouls were were garbage. Terrible. The wasn't one, one a blocking wasn't one he was going up to make a block. Well, I'll give it to you. The fourth foul that he got was um, running out on Seth Curry on a three. Seth Curry dove his hip into him, which should be an offensive foul on the NBA. It used to be. Age. Not in that game. They gave mm-hmm. it to Tatum. That was four. His fifth was Blake Griffin. They called him for an offensive uh, wishy-washy. The superstar should get the call on that, especially in the in that part of the game. And then obviously we all know the sixth foul that they fouled him on, which was just utter, utter, utter bullshit, which wasn't um, Scott Foster, by the way, it was his running mate on the other side of the court. Yeah, but, but anyway, you're also on the uh, extender. How don't they fucking review that? Why didn't they review the sixth foul? They already reviewed um, the, they fifth reviewed foul. And hit the fifth foul. Oh, uh, that's why. Okay. Okay. But, so you go ahead, Ray. What's your take on this? Uh, with Tim Donahue, like knowingly fixing games and coming out, writing books about it. And then you have Scott Foster, who's notoriously bad around the whole league. Everyone hates him for pretty much how he calls games. Why don't you get rid of this shit in the NBA? Because Scott Foster called Tim Donahue about 500 times. 137 documented phone calls. Documented phone calls for under 30 seconds around every single game that supposedly Donahue fixed for the month or whatever bet on. And so the fact that he's even still refing games and there's a reputation, the Celtics going into this game in the Scott Foster era were number two in personal fouls called in his era. That says something. And to see him in home court, if this was a game seven, 
regardless of what series against the South, I would flip the fuck out and you would know the fix it fixes in. I've always said this. Hold on real quick. I've always said this about the NBA. It's one of the only sports that is, um, can be completely disregarded. Like the outcome can be, is, um, dictated by a third party. And that is the rest, because once you're in that bonus, you can get the bonus with nine minutes left the game. It directly, directly leads to points. Baseball, basketball football it doesn't lead i mean a hockey it doesn't lead to points basketball you put them on the line it's fucking free shots free shots free shots or you, you know can I mean? foul so, out their best player with three minutes left in a fourth quarter down so by up by three and uh and, and you know give the team a chance which to our point the celtics just denied it i mean kyrie irvin hit that deep three to to bring them down three celtics came back marcus smart fouls Kevin Durant, either intentionally or unintentionally, there was 20-something seconds left. They could have come down and tied the game with a three-pointer. Smart puts him on the free-throw line. I would have fouled him, too. I know Van – I was watching the national broadcast. I don't know where you guys, but Van Gundy's like, dumb play, dumb play. I'm like, no, I I was watching the game going, no, I don't want him to shoot a three. No, Uh I mean, look. Put him on the line. He missed the second shot. It was a Mm -hmm. great play. Udoka uh, referenced it. He was asked about it, and he referenced that Marcus – had it in the back of his mind that I'm going to be aggressive here. And if, if I foul him, it's okay. Cause we're up three and that's what he, we went for the steal and fouled him. So, you know, Marcus smart, fucking decent play. And he misses the second free throw. And then they run on the Only breakaway. The that play right there, Raymond, uh, Al, uh, who got the rebound? Um, Al Horford, Jalen, the, the Jalen got the rebound. Oh yeah. But and Horford, he outlitted yeah. to Marcus smart. And then Al Horford got the, the offensive rebound for the putback. That play doesn't happen last year. They hold the ball. They huddle up. They wait for the free throws. They try to milk the clock. That that There's just those plays in these games that have showed me that they've turned a corner. They, they've learned how to win. Jack Rich, is I, on the, in the waiting room. I'm going to let him in here. Rich, I, I do need to apologize to you. Oh, this should be good. Al, Al, Hor- Al, Al Horford. You liked it. I hated it. I said he was going to be a piece of shit. I wanted nothing to do with him. I thought he was washed up. <laughs> But through four games, he's probably been your what number four player right now through four, and it's just. And now you look at it; he could be number one, Bill Al, Mister Al Horford, Jack. I apologize. How are you, buddy? I, I apologize. Good, good. I accept How your apology, doing? Bill. Um, sorry, Jack, to interrupt you. It's not often you get an apology from Mister Queen Bill Gately, so I had to take that. And, uh, <laughs> so good. I understand. In. How's it going? Of course. Man? Of course. Good, good. Thank you for uh, waiting on me. It wouldn't be the commuter rail if it wasn't late, but I'm here finally. <laughs> Perfect. It's been a while since uh, since I've had to deal with that shit, so I feel you. Uh, uh, we're going to jump right in here. So with us, Jack Simone from CLNS, it's hard to say, media and uh, a bunch of other stuff. You can, you can, you know, go ahead and uh, do that at the end. We were just talking about <clears throat> Scott Foster and the bullshit that went on with Tatum and then finished up with... <laughs> The Celtics were able to get over it and overcome it um, and have turned a corner. And that all started with the first question of uh, in this sweep over the Nets, was it more about the Celtics or was it more about the dumpster fire that is the Nets? So uh, welcome to the show. Throw it on over to you. Of course. Yeah, I want to start by saying the Nets are a dumpster fire. And I'm not saying that they're not a dumpster fire because they definitely are. But I think the Celtics played phenomenal defense. I mean, sure, Kevin Durant had some unforced turnovers, but you look at the defense. 
<laughs> you look at the defense Tatum played on him. He was smothered the entire series. Obviously, he had a 39-point game in game four. Kyrie had a 39-point game in game one. But other than that, Marcus Smart was clamping up Kyrie Irving. Jason Tatum was clamping up Kevin Durant. And Goran Dragic was, you know, just doing whatever he wanted. But that didn't matter because no one else could score the ball. So I, I think it's a real testament to how great this Celtics defense is all around. And I know they're all close games. But, I mean, the defense of the Celtics, despite the net shooting splits, it's all about stopping the stars, and they did just that when they needed to, and it resulted in a sweep. So, Yeah, we, you know, we mentioned on the top 18-point differential, closest in the last 50 years in the NBA in a, in a sweep in the playoffs. So does, do you think that mm-hmm. – how much will that benefit the Celtics moving forward in the playoffs here? Because that was one of – I think we spoke about it, Jack, one of my concerns – on the Celtics being able to execute down the stretch in close games and pressure moments and Hey, four for four to start the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. All they sucked in close games in the regular season. And that's because most of their close games were in the first half of the season when they just sucked in general. And then you get to the second half of the season and they're just blowing teams out. So they didn't really have the opportunity. However, uh, not to to interrupt you, Dallas, Miami. Yeah. Who's the, who's the other third one? Uh, There was three. Philly. uh, they beat, beat didn't they beat Philly by 49 or some shit? No, like I'm that talking close a... games that they lost, oh. which may, which had me worried going into the series, Jack. That you yeah, know, that you got game. KD yeah. and Kyrie, you come down the last three minutes. Jesus, those are not guys you want to go up against. But prove me wrong. Sorry to interrupt you. No, yeah, you're totally right. And you do that against stars in the playoffs, and that shows that you got balls. And that's exactly what the Celtics did. They stopped KD and Kyrie in the closing moments. The the Nets made it close when Scott Foster decided to handicap the Celtics in the final moments of game four, but uh, they powered through. They played great defense. They made their shots when they needed to. Al Horford, like you guys mentioned, when I hopped on, he played his role too. It's uh, it, it all came together in those final moments and they showed that really the only fatal flaw that most people saw about the Celtics heading into the playoffs, they kind of answered it. And obviously there's going to be other things. There's going to be new challenges as the Bucks come into town uh, or, or the Bulls. So not to disrespect the Bulls. But oh, the dude, Bucks, come on. Okay. The Bucks. How, how are you stop Giannis? <laughs> That's the big question. Yeah, yeah, no? yeah. That's the big question. But as far as late game scenarios goes, the answers, uh, they've answered all the questions, at least from my perspective uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I think so. I, I'm still, you know, look, the Nets didn't play any. <laughs> They tried at defense, you know, you could see when they were hustling, but the team defense, not there. If Blake Griffin's the, your best defender, it's the, not going to Yeah, work the size is still not there. <laughs> it's a whole different story the next two rounds, which, you know, that's a question yeah. I didn't answer. I thought even their offense got stagnant. It has times to get, you know, it, it has a tendency to get stagnant from time to time. Um, they'll need to, they'll need to just sharpen that up against the comp- tougher competition, I think, moving forward. Speaking of that, uh, the Bucks are coming to town. Let's be honest. Um, yep. they got three. They got three to figure this out. The Bulls are dead in the water. Yeah, Zach Leans Middleton. out today. They're done. Yeah, it's they're over. they're done. Sinai. So let's just start with the Middleton. The uh, that's Spanish, the, uh, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what's the? I'll throw this out to all of you guys. What's the uh, the impact uh, for the Bucks without Middleton in the lineup? Jack, go, go ahead and get us rolling. Yeah, so over the years, I feel like there's a long list of Celtics killers, quote-unquote. Evan Fournier is one now. Ish Smith has been one in the past. And the, the main one you talk about is Chris Middleton on the Bucks, right? Like, it, whenever he comes to town, they defend Giannis pretty well. But it's just Chris, the Chris Middleton show every time. And that him being out changes the entire course of this series. Because I know Giannis is the best player in the world. I'll just put that out there. He's the best player in the NBA. He's the best player on planet Earth right now. 
You just beat. But the Chris Middleton the is the one. All right. Well, he didn't play like the best player in the world. <laughs> so, uh, regardless, you got one of the best in the business. But the Celtics defend Giannis probably better than any team in the league. I would argue they're they're one of the best teams at defending Giannis, and a lot of that is Al Horford and the the help of Robert Williams on the weak side, and even Daniel Tice. He's a body. He'll get fouled out in two seconds, but he's a body. Um, Chris Middleton's the guy making the shots at the end of the games when you need him to on the perimeter. And without him, it's going to be Grayson Allen, who's been really good in the first round of his defense, but that's a major step down. And exactly, exactly right. It's not exactly what you want. But Jack, it's not just, it's not just Middleton. I mean, all those guys can shoot, right? So, I mean, how, 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 how are you going to double team Giannis if every single guy is hitting threes? Lopez can hit threes. Holiday can hit threes. Allen can hit threes. I mean, all these guys are outside shooters. If they're spot on, like, how is it, how are you going to compete? Like, I, I don't see, the, I don't think the Celtics beat the Bucks. I really don't. I just, the way I, I, I don't, I just think I, I like the Bucks. Let me just give you uh, these. I think, sorry, Jack. I'll, I'll just give you some statistics no, go, go. here to go back here. Adam. Uh, Giannis has basically got a 500 record against the Celtics. I think he's 17 and 16 or something like that. Um, against every other major uh, opponent in the East and, and also in the West, including the Lakers, you know, the big time players, Miami's, the Phillies, the Lakers, he's uh, well, well, well above 500, 12 and four type of records. The Celtics are the only team to really hold him in check. And that was mainly happening when they had Al Horford. So I, I, I accept your apology again for the Al Horford trade, but this was the biggest thing I had in mind. Giannis <laughs> Antetokounmpo and Joel Embiid. Those two guys, Al Horford is the first line of defense. And then when you put a, a healthy Rob Williams on the backside and a perimeter defense that includes Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart, that's how you defend the Bucs. Not saying it's going to be easy. You're right. They got players. They got ballers. But Chris Middleton has hit so many fucking daggers against this the, team. I'm picking guys against the eyeballs. Celtics from here on out. If Every he's not, series, if he's not in the series, them. I got that's a, that's, that's Celtics a, in six maybe i mean maybe five yeah. i think i think they're rolling sorry jack you were gonna go and uh, uh put build a school go ahead go ahead jack no no my my thing is over the years like you said uh richard oh they defend the bucks extremely extremely well and that's a lot to do with al horford and i'll counter your point bill you're right the buck shooters are it like worlds above the net shooters right they've got grace now they've got brooke lopez they've got drew holidays shooting really well the Nets shot 40% from three in the first round against the Celtics. And that's including Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving shooting around 23% from three combined. So the Nets role players made a fuck ton of their shots. Goran Dragic didn't miss. Seth Curry didn't miss. Bruce Brown didn't miss. The Bucs have better shooters, but it will be very difficult for them to shoot as well as the Nets role players did in that series. So if you look at how they defended KD, I think that's how they should defend Giannis. You just double. Are you going to put Jason? Yeah, but ball. are you going to put Jason Tatum on on Giannis? I put Al Horford on Giannis. Yeah, you're not going to put. Opinion. Yeah, but I mean that in that position too. But you also remember, like I, I don't know, like <sighs> look, you just stifled Durant. Durant came out. Hold two, on, but the, two of the, coach, games, the coaching factor is huge too. Like between Budenholzer, he right? made is a better coach. Stupid name, Budenholzer. Budenholzer <laughs> has a title. What do you have? What yeah, is Giannis has have? a title. God. Look, even Kevin Durant came out uh, to the public guys, and said, I didn't know where the help really? was coming from. I didn't know where the defense, like the Celtics defense stifled the best player in the world, the best offensive talent we've seen maybe ever. And they, they 
confused him. Like, you know, it's like confusing Brady on defense. They shook him mentally. So you don't think you can do that to Giannis? I mean, come on. And the other point I want to make defensively for the Celtics and more so offensively for the Bucs, these are going to be close games, most likely. Where do the Bucs go to? They go to Drew Holiday on an ISO and try to kick out. Like, Giannis is not that guy you put the ball in the hands with seven seconds and create. Like, Grayson Allen's not Jason that guy team. either. Grayson Drive Allen to the hoop. Ray, do you want, do you want 15 Giannis seconds on Grayson line, Allen? I fucking hate Grayson Allen, that fucking little cunt, that little dookie <laughs> oh piece of God. shit. I hope he fucking tears an ACL this series, that piece of shit. Ray's okay. spite for J- Grayson Allen is going to make me root for the Bucks this palpable. series. Oh, Jack, I'll I'm give you, get... I'll give you your own 15 seconds of, Bucks of, of six. some joy here. Uh, can can you do you want to just give us a quick appreciation for w- what is Grant Williams? Oh yes, uh, I've loved Grant Williams since the moment they drafted him. I loved him last year, even when he was not very good last year. I'll be the first to admit it. Grant Williams is a crucial, crucial part uh, of the Celtics rotation this year. I mean, you look at his shot making, you look at his ability to cut now when he gets the ball in his hand, they close out and you look at the defense. I mean, he played great defense on Kevin Durant too. He does everything you want from a role player. And Jalen Brown even tweeted today, Grant Williams got snubbed for the best teammate of the year award. If Jalen Brown, the second like star on the Celtics is praising Grant Williams as the best teammate in the NBA, he's got to be doing something right. Right. You love the energy he plays with. The last time the Celtics played the Bucs, he almost tried to fight Bobby Portis. And Bobby Portis is a scary man. I want no part of Bobby Portis. So, you know, Who did Bobby he, Portis everything punch in the head in the on team. Chicago. They call him Miritich. Miritich. <laughs> <laughs> they traded him out of town. Yeah. yeah and no. now Miritich is out of the league. <laughs> and I think I'm pretty sure I have this right. I'm pretty sure uh, Ime challenged, you know, he did a good job this year, great job this year of challenging everybody to their individual roles, which I think was one of Brad Stevens' biggest weaknesses. Laws. Yep. And I'm pretty sure he, you know, said to his team, we need one of these guys. We need a Bobby Portis. We need an asshole, an agitator, a guy that can get out there. And he's kind of pulled Grant Williams out of that pack. And we said, got you can, Batman. You can be that guy. <laughs> well, then he dubbed himself Batman. I fucking oh, what a stupid nickname in a terrible movie. But uh, Jason Tatum had hold on. Jason Tatum had three assists in games game four, and it was uh, Grant three Grant Williams threes too. So I mean, I, he had big shots. He kept him in game three and game two. Like he. Him as and much as, Pritchard. As Him much and as Pritchard I played great off the bench. I guess I owe Rich another apology. As much as I've hate Grant Williams, he's came through. Grant Grant Williams is Rich has been a big Grant Williams guy. Congratulations. You know, I Amazing. have a little bit of basketball uh, <laughs> intelligence in me. Uh, Ray doesn't. He's still waiting for the cum cookie. Uh, last question here. Ooh, uh, can I come on it? <laughs> Sure. Yeah, we can do it together. Uh, yes. Time Lord uh, came back. Double Dutch Ooh, Rider. Wicked early, obviously. And um, looked rusty. Clearly looked rusty. Clearly looked a little bit, uh, uh, half a step behind, maybe a step behind. If he can get back into form, what kind of boost does that give this team? And looking even further ahead, even if you want to get to the finals, you know, against a team like the Warriors, even with Draymond Green, who's praised Robert Williams in, in the past, you know, what what's the difference maker Robert Williams can make from what he was there in the in the short minutes he got into maybe getting back even to the starting lineup if he can get fully healthy? I think it's everything because, Bill, like you said, the Nets, they were clearly something's wrong with the Nets. And as much as they made their outside shots, like they don't really have an interior presence. I mean, you just get Nick, Nicholas Claxon down there and you foul him and he bricks, you know, 18 free throws in a series. That, that was fine. And maybe Giannis does the same thing, Cost but the, the Bucks are... <laughs> exactly the bucks are better in the paint 
uh, Giannis clearly is one of the best players in the world, and he will just dunk all over an entire team. But having Robert Williams there on the weak side to help will at least, at the very least, have Giannis have to think, right? He's going to have to think before he goes into the paint because there will be that uh, defensive player of the year caliber player uh, on the weak side ready to help over him. He did get some votes. It wasn't a lot of votes, but he got some votes. So as great as Daniel Tice has been uh, in covering for Robert Williams, he obviously doesn't provide the Sit same crack it down athleticism. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't Lock provide up. the same athleticism, every, <laughs> everything like that. And if I'm being honest with you, maybe this is a hot take, but I've said it consistently on my podcast and to my friends and shit. I fear the heat more than I fear the Bucks, oh, And that goes with, yeah. with Chris Middleton out. It's just the heat are a better cohesive unit and the defense that they play allows them to match the Celtics. I mean, you saw what happened in the last time the two teams met at full strength. Obviously the Celtics didn't play well, but no matter if the Celtics play well or not, that's going to be a dogfight. And like I said, the Celtics historically defend Giannis and the Bucks very, very well. So I, in my, I'll, I'll give you my prediction. I think Celtics in six, uh, that's what I'm going to go with. It could very easily go seven. And if Middleton doesn't play and Giannis has a few bad games because the Celtics defend well, it could go five, but I, I I'm, pretty confident uh going into the series but then again Giannis averages 50 there's almost only yeah. so much you can fucking do yeah at that point. I, I fear uh, the heat yeah. too because I think uh Dwight Bosch aka Adebayo is a better a worse matchup for the Celtics than Giannis Jack doesn't on, know that you gotta explain that to Jack all right so if Dwight Howard and Chris Bosch had a baby it would look like Dwight out yeah it would look Bam, like I, uh, I had to go Adebayo. look at this and he's right he's he's right that is that is like scarily accurate yeah so, i forget uh, bama bio's <laughs> name for a lot because i just called Dwight, 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 Dwight bosh you know his real name is edris his name's edris either way <laughs> but i think he's a you. worse matchup for the celtics than uh yeah Giannis is honestly and, and he's owned the celtics and as good as robert williams is he's always struggled there so i think with miami the toughness jimmy butler kyle Lowry, that that team scares the shit out of me there's two of us on the show that they also scare the shit out of ray's dumbass only fears philadelphia i believe no i said philadelphia is gonna blow up both to blow the first oh. 3-0 lead in nba uh playoff oh, history please philadelphia do. please do <laughs> That anyway, so uh, bad. yeah, uh, and it could be said, and this goes against one of my points. And Ray might jump down my third here, but it could be said Jimmy Butler is the best player in the playoffs right now. Dude you has fucking... been balling out. Dude has been balling out. Jimmy I Butler. Hate both of you. Jimmy Butler has been a top ten player in this league for the last what three, four years. Jack, uh, you, you don't want to get into this hornet's nest now. We appreciate you jumping on, <laughs> but uh, go ahead and uh, let us know where we can find all your stuff, and we'll you know catch you again in the playoffs here. For sure. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Jack Simone NBA. Uh, like, you know, it was said, I, I write for CLNS media right now, as well as heavy.com Celtics blog at the hive hoops habit, bunch of, a bunch of random places, but yeah, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Always, always a good time. In your TikTok, uh, Jack, before Jack goes, this TikTok, what do you do with uh, finding a player? Like the, uh, what is that called? Mm. What, what the, you, you uh, find a basketball reference speed runs. Yeah. Yeah. Speed that, runs. That's pretty yeah, impressive yeah. to watch. Uh, I watch that all the time. I was like, that is very impressive, Jack. Nice job. I don't know. Thank you. Thank about. you. I'm not on these <laughs> trivial children's <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Bill gets Bill gets the paper in the in the morning with ball sack hanging out of his robe, and the kids run away. So I'm not gonna lie. I do I do miss. All right. All right. Yeah. I gets to throw. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it, Jack. Oh, it fun thank you always, for having man. me. Thanks. Take it easy. Later, Jack. Thank you. Bye, Bye. Jack. Sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. Whoop.
You guys have it, I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Nice butt, fatty. Ooh, yep, we're back. Oh, That's... dude, did he move? Did... Look at the chair. He slid it. Oh, he purposely dude, moved the sly chair. sly motherfucker. <laughs> did you purposely, you fat fuck, move that chair over there so he could see your fat ass? Oh, come on, guys. Why would I do something like that? <laughs> I like to watch it wiggle. Just yeah. wiggle wobble. Wiggle wobble. I like to hear the, <laughs> see those oh. old balls hang between your butt cheeks. That was a fun afternoon delight. We got to get to this Bruins Hurricanes talk. Uh, as Ray said in the uh, headlines, the Hurricanes hold something like a 12,000 to 1 uh, gold differential this year against the Bruins. However, Carolina has come back to earth. The Bruins have added to their team, uh, specifically in Lindholm, which has given them, you know, what I would call a shutdown deep pair, even though the rest of their D kind of sucks. Their goalies have. Uh, you know, solidified themselves. Allmark looks like he should be the guy to get the start here and uh, see where how far his leash goes. What, give me give me your uh, thirty second thoughts on Carolina here in round one for the Bruins and what the Bruins look like. And I'll just add, your boy David Pasternak injured again with a injury that won't go away in his core. We'll see how much he can give you. Yeah, I scored a goal first game back, but whatever. Like I said, just keep him healthy. Don't sacrifice health for, for seeding. You're playing Carolina. Rich, I'm going to say it right now. This is the year of the butthole tattoo. <laughs> this is the year you're going to you're going to be Carolina in six games. I think that the way you're playing, the way Allmark's playing, Bill's the way Bruins added, positivity on, 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 is so sickening. Fun. The way you added Lidholm, that you have a shutdown pair. You kind of saw it right now. You you shut down Florida. On Tuesday night, what the, what is that? Today's Wednesday, so Tuesday night. Yep. So you shut them down on Tuesday night, and that they're they just won fourteen straight games, fifteen straight games. It, this is the year for Ray to get an asshole tattoo from the Bruins. I'll take a logo right on his brown hole. I want to see a blue knot tattoo. That's what I want to see. Oh, that would Even work. If, if if that comes into fruition, that it actually happens, I would do it because I'm not a little baby back bitch like you are, Bill, who wouldn't shave his face or head because you're a little cunt. But I don't have to worry about that because the Bruins are gonna get swept the Carolina Panthers first round. I have two things. Number one, the the uh, the old brown and yellow logo from the Bruins would work perfectly in that situation. Yeah, because uh, I natural. I'd have natural brown right there. So it'd be perfect. yeah. No, well, yeah. way to go, Ray. You and colors work uh, work well together. Uh, secondly, uh, I don't know if they're going to get, uh, I don't really have a prediction because I can't watch the games. Cause Nesson fucking sucks. Fuck you, John Dude, Henry. I'm Fuck almost you, Fubo. Hold Fuck on, hold you, on. Hey, I'm pretty TV. sure he owns it. Do you think he owns that? Because they're fucking sponsoring every Nesson shit. He probably I, does. He, he, I, they also don't sure. have TNT. How do you not have? So they're now in a fight Wait, with what? Turner Broadcasting. Fubo Ooh. doesn't have any uh, Turner Broadcasting oh. stations. Rich, I'll send you my sure. YouTube TV account. You can. Watch I it. have a YouTube TV. They don't have Nesson. Yeah, but they have TNT. I know. What do you want me to do? You, so now we got to uh, order every streaming service to get all the. So, to and then it'll be the same bitch. amount as it'll be the same amount as Comcast. Fucking get cable, motherfucker. Fucking yeah, bullshit. Fuck anyway, um, simple mind of the week. Tattoo. Now we'll do simplest minds of the week. Be right back. Ben Simmons. What a and we're Bill. and we're back, Bill. Bill, Cadence, come on, shut the fuck up. Let Rich run the show. Thanks. Are you stupid or something? 
almost as stupid as a stupid does. And we're back. So much better when you're not here. Oh, that's good. This is good. Oh, boy. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> back I was, I just wanted you to That's say. what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys singing? Backstreet Boys? No. We're back. Keep going. Back in the New York groove. <laughs> <laughs> no, who's not in the New York groove? Ben Simmons. ben Simmons, beautiful segue, Rich. Ben Simmons, the saga. Uh, we have covered this, Bill. You touched on the opening take. Um, what? I mean, it's beyond simplest minds. It's beyond funny, even. Like, fuck this guy. He's a thief. He's a. It's a money grab, thief. Rich. It, it's a money grab. I want to. Well, it, I'll let you right. go. Hold on. I'll just. I'm going to finish with my point. I texted you guys early today. I won't be surprised. Here's my bold prediction. Here's my butthole tattoo prediction. Ben Simmons won't play in the NBA ever again. You won't see Ben Simmons again. If it's to get his money and he can run back to the down under in Australia where he's from, then sure. He's, he's suing for $19 million. He's on the books for three years and $143 million guaranteed over the next three years. This is it. This is the way he's going to get his, his money and bail. You may be right. He might never play again. The, the excuse that his mental block from last year's playoffs, who he hasn't played a game in t- 10 months, Right, oh, roughly. I think it's been longer than that. Ten, yeah, ten no, months, June, ha- June of last year. Hasn't played a game. In, hasn't played a yeah. t- game in ten months. Mm-hmm. And the mental block that he's had for ten months didn't allow him to play this game because possibly that's the reason why his back injury flared up. That's a fucking problem. This is a mental case. This is Gabby Douglas in the Olympics 2.0. Fuck these guys. Fuck this young Gabby Douglas. Simone Biles. Bill. Simone. Simone Biles. Who's Gabby Douglas? Oh, no, 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 no. Simone Biles. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I mixed up my Olympic. I mixed up my. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We get it. Uh, like Ben Simmons has been dragged and dragged and dragged and should continue to get dragged and dragged and dragged. Um, the fact that he didn't show up for game four, just sitting on the bench, looking like a fucking Ronald McDonald for three games is just rich is if that's two, if that's two, one going into game four, game four, he's, he's back. No, he's not. He was never going to play. Never, 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 never. You know what he did? He, he, or his agent leaked that to the nets that I'm close. Rich Paul said, look, my back, 10 days straight, uh, Adrian Rose, Wojnowski reported 10 days straight of no pain. You know, we look good. Obviously, the Nets are monitoring that. So, yeah, it looks good, looks good. We, you know, we're thinking we're going to play. We're thinking we're going to play just for whatever reason to, to hold faith with the Nets. It, he was They're never, pissed. never, he was never going to play. They're pissed. never going to play. I don't know why. Up for three more years there. No, they're, they're, they're pissed. Like, they're oh, pissed fuck because yeah, they're pissed. They just they traded met with James them. Harden. They traded James Harden for this. They already met guy. with him today. They already met with him today with the future of his team. He wants to play, but he had a mental block. That's where this coming is. He had a mental block, but he still wants to play. No, they're and the mental block went down to his back. They, and his they back. expected him back for the playoffs. It was like, come on. It, this is a yeah, money grab. Sucks. This is a money grab because he can use it to get $143 million over the next three years. He's going to get a buyout. They're going to say, fuck it. We're going to buy you out and it's going to be. And then insurance. he's going to go bye bye. So, Rich, you it's are not right even be- a money grab, though, Bill. It's a I don't want to play basketball. He didn't. He quit on LSU, didn't play in the NCAA tournament. He quit on Philly, wouldn't shoot in the fourth quarter. He quit on the Nets, wouldn't even suit up. The guy. It is a coward when it comes to basketball. He doesn't want to fucking play. 
if, I, if I'm um, if I'm Brooklyn, I'm pushing him to like think about like Brandon Roy back in the day where it was insurance, right? So it's like you know what, insurance, your your money's guaranteed. Don't come back. You're gonna get this huge lump sum. Blah blah blah. L- loop it into that. Get your money. Insurance pays it. It's off. It's on your books. Off your books. But the 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 Brooklyn's not paying that hundred forty three yeah, million dollars. Stephen A. Smith has brought up the point that he is uh, steadfast on that. There's going to be a clause in the next CBA called the Ben Simmons clause that it's going to be pay for play, and you have and you. If so you're, clear, if you're cleared to play by the team doctors, you have to play or you don't get paid. I've said it it's going to be some type of clause like that. The Kyrie Ever. Ben Simmons clause. Every, every, single, uh, every single league, professional sports, non-guaranteed contracts. That's the way you get players to play. And it's stupid that take the NFL model, build the salary cap like that, non-guaranteed deals. Owners should push for that in every CBA in the history going forward and yeah works. the nfl players get fucked a little bit on that too but the nba is but you just know taking what it. fuck they've that take, you get taking it too enough, far you make enough money you make fucking enough money structure it so you do. don't yeah. structure it Not so you don't fucking uh all all do. the nba is different there's you know? less guys and they all make plenty of money and they all take a lot of time off well, not all of them, but Sorry. you know, God, guys, take a time off. All right, uh, we got two more on this, so we got to go quickly. Mark Emerson is retiring from the NCAA, uh, and he's taking a farewell tour. I mean, I that's have to just, Google him. I had to Google that name when you sent it to me, and I, I should have just said the head of the. I, I should have just said the head of the NCAA. I googled it, and you're like, eh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even responding to this. I I don't care. <laughs> it's Ben Simmons. The tip of mind of the week. It's not a fucking win. It's just about to talk about it. the guy that has run the NCAA for 12 years. Any story that's come out of the NCAA has been this guy and his committee shitting on his on the on the uh, student athletes and making their life hell. He's decided to take a farewell tour like he's fucking Derek Cheater. <laughs> I just if he shows up anywhere, he just needs to get booed and tomatoes thrown out. Oh, he's going to get booed. He's going to get booed when this last game. He's going to go to the championship game. He's going to get booed off the field. It's going to be hilarious. He's the Dan Snyder of college sports. He's the uh, Gary, and then he's a Gary Batman. I was going to say Gary Batman. sports. There yeah. you go. And then lastly, Ray, uh, bubbling idiot. I haven't been following any of this except for the Barstool stuff, but the Amber heard uh, Johnny Depp. Oh, I've been following stuff. this for years. She Just shit. Very on funny. She <laughs> shit on his bed. Just outrageously funny. Her lawyers. Her lawyer is terrible insanely stupid oh the best memes are like she's actually paying for this defense yeah yeah a ton of it and johnny depp is just depp laughing is shitting the all whole thing. over he's shitting all over the lawyer too like he's everything the lawyer brings up he just like laughs and like contradicts him and like you you can't ask me that and shit like that it's hilarious it's like he objected to his funny. own question i think yeah. oh that was yeah, the yeah, best yeah. one that was the best <laughs> one hey guys let's chalk one up for the for the penises Okay, penis is one, vagina is zero. That's what we get, Amber Heard. You fuck, fuck her. She shit on this guy's bed. Who shits on a bed? Did you see the? They brought the picture for evidence. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just a it's crazy. It was like a turd that you'd see in a comedy movie. Like that's what was on his bed. This is like, dude. <laughs> this could not be any more of like a movie that is like drawing out, but in real life. Can like, I just tell you though, real life? Can I talk Someone... about? A sh- <clears throat> Go ahead. Uh, did I ever tell you guys a story about someone shitting the bed when we went to Montreal? I know the story. 
So we went to Montreal when we were younger. We were 20 years old. We went to Montreal, drink our faces off. Uh, one of our friends went out into an alley, started making out with a teacher, came back wee hours of the morning. Give I me woke initials. Up. Nope. Uh, I woke up in the morning. I could smell shit. I said, hey, did Rich. you did, did you fart? Did, what, what's going on here? Nope, nothing. I pulled the sheet open, and there was shit caked on his ass. All <laughs> All in the bed. I'm like, holy shit, you shit the bed. He goes, no, I didn't. I'm like, dude, it's all over the, the sheets and everything. You can't. Can we talk baseball now? I don't want to talk about shit. <laughs> okay, anymore. that's the simplest mind of the week. This has been the Simple Mind Sports Show, Friday Rewind, April 29th. We'll see you next Tuesday uh, for some Red Sox shitting. Bye bye. Bye bye. Shitting. Great. Give me some. Give me, give me some hints that you know I'll get. No. Why? I'll give you this.